And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. When I was young, up until halfway through college, I thought the phrase bust a nut meant throw a fit. So you, if it would be something like, oh, that makes me so angry, I'm going to bust a nut. Or if she doesn't call me back, I'm going to bust a nut. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Wednesday, June 21st, 2023. I'm J.E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory, and alongside me, as always, Tess Mellis. Podcast listeners, this is for you. Next to him, it's the bearded one, a top shot hot boy, Trey Kirby. hey Heyo! And last but not least, over yonder, making the magic happen here today, it's the apprentice, Eshua Kid. How y'all doing? What's up, Esh? Hey, Esh. Shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. Hit the like button. Make sure you subscribe. Get your No Dunks merch over at NoDunks.com. We got a new tank top for you. <laughs> That's right. A beach stepping tank top available in pink, white, and black. We'll have photos for you tomorrow. Okay. Imagine a tank top. This just went live. <laughs> we don't have the assets to show you right now, but it's there. If you want to go to nodunks.com, you can be one of the first people to rock the beach stepping tank top. Cool. Yeah. Uh, this is also a fun deal here. The Athletic running a dollar a month deal for a year through the end of this month. A dollar a month, 25 cents a week. My goodness. So go take advantage of that. That link is in the show notes both wherever you download and listen to the podcast and right here on YouTube. So if you do not have an athletic subscription, now is the perfect time with all of these trade rumors and with the draft tomorrow night and free agency right around the corner. So go take advantage of that. Theathletic.com slash no dunks will direct you to that deal. Also got a new no bunts episode. You just recorded one task with our guy, Joel. Yes, sir. Talking about the hottest things in baseball this week. Talking about uh, the best ballpark nuts as well. Oh. Talking about Oakland A's history. Joel's getting a little, little misty-eyed about the Oakland A's history. Yeah, really. It's a big yeah. Terry Steinbach fan. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, he Todd loved, Van Poppel. He loved, yeah, I loved how Barry Zito really twirled it out there. <laughs> yeah, you you guys solved it. You guys are real Mike Mulders. Uh, <laughs> All right, we'll check out No Buns. <laughs> Talking a little Oakland A's cool, and uh, cool. Otani there, of course, and a whole lot more. On today's No Dunks, we're going to discuss uh, Kyle Kuzma hitting the free agency market. Gary Trent Jr. opting in to the final year of his contract with the Raptors. What's that mean? Is he going to stay? Is he going to sign an extension? We'll get into that. And we'll discuss a few teams who should uh, maybe consider hitting the reset button when it comes to their squads. But we start with some rumors. Slop it up! It's silly season. It's slop season. The NBA trade rumors are coming fast and furious here. Yesterday, big day for Jake Fisher. <laughs> big day for Mark Stein. We got a lot of stuff from these guys. 
So let's begin with uh, probably the wildest mm. rumor from the day, and that was Jake Fisher in his Yahoo Sports uh, slop column saying the Blazers are trying to trade for Bam Adebayo. Yeah. <laughs> You heard me. That's not a typo. I know we've been talking a lot about the Miami Heat going to trade for Damian Lillard. Fisher flips it on its head. He plays the Uno reverse and says, no, 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 Portland. They might be trying to trade for Bam Adebayo. (laughs) To quote Fisher here, Portland appears unlikely to part with the number three choice unless the Blazers are netting back one of a select number of premium targets to pair with Dame. According to one one source with knowledge of the situation, Portland is preparing what the team believes to be a compelling package for Miami to part with all defensive centerpiece Bam Adebayo. What did you make of this one? Can't get behind it. No. I love my rumors. I love my slop. (laughs) I'm totally gullible when it comes to far-reaching rumors, but this one doesn't make sense. It would mean the Miami Heat are worse the day after making that move. I know Anthony Simons can come in and bomb away and light up a scoreboard. He'll have a 50-point game one day. Sure. Uh, We don't know exactly what Shaden Sharp is going to be, but Bam Adebayo does so much for that team. They would be tiny. And really, when you read Jake Fisher's wording here, he's saying that the Blazers are preparing a package that they believe will tempt the heat. So really, I don't think it's all that advanced. And I think uh, Jake's just doing some fishing here. I don't. I, I can't get behind this one <laughs> yeah, at all. Just because the Blazers are preparing a significant offer does not mean that the Heat are interested in said offer. Um, but maybe this means... Uh, hey, the idea of us pursuing Bam, it's revealing uh, the type of player the Blazers expect to get back if they are to move off the number three pick, if they are to move off Simons, if they are to move off Sharp. Maybe that's the idea here. Um, what's your takeaway, Trey? That was the read for me, yeah. that the Trailblazers want a legitimate star for this number three pick, and that's pretty smart because it definitely feels like they have a chance at Scoot Henderson, who may be dropping. People consider this guy the caliber of a number one overall pick, so you better get somebody good back for him. No offense, Raptors fans, it ain't OG Ananobi. It probably isn't Pascal Siakam. At this point, I would, I'm kind of thinking they should only trade the number three pick for Zion. Like, that's the only guy that you could draft at number three that you would consider a potential superstar it's obviously a really risky thing uh but this is also a little bit i feel like portland fan service we're trying to help dame we're in these conversations we turned it back on him and said no actually we want bam i know you want dame and bam we're the ones who want dame and bam so yeah it is a little bit of an uno reverse and maybe miami hits him with the plus four you gotta draw four and send us (laughs) simons sharp three and 23 all four of those, maybe then the Heat could package that package into another package. Get an even bigger package out there, because I don't think, like Tass is saying, that getting Anthony Simons, a good player, sharp, a guy who's going to be 20 years old, definitely not ready to help win, and then the top three pick and a 23, that's not taking the Heat over the edge. And we just heard Pat Riley say that Bam Adebayo and Tyler Hero are anchors for this team alongside their superstar, Jimmy Butler. So I don't think Miami's trading Bam Unless it's for an upgrade. And there's not a lot of upgrades on BAM. How would you rank, (laughs) to get to something Trey just said there, if you're the Blazers and you have the number three pick and Simons and Sharp, maybe, to move, how would you rank these stars that you would want with Zion, with BAM, with Siakam? I guess we could throw an Ingram in there if you believe the Pelicans would move him instead of Zion. I don't know if you want to throw Jalen Brown in the mix. Like, 
who's at the top of the list? Are you in agreement with Trey that it would be a player like Zion, even though there's a hell of a lot of risks that come with that? Or can you talk yourself into the Siakam sort of level uh, or BAM, I guess? I can talk myself into BAM for sure. Yeah, defensively would be huge. Yeah, he is... Oh yeah, it doesn't have the the absolute ceiling that Zion does, but yeah, just eliminate all that risk and you get Bam Adebayo, somebody that uh, Dame would love to play with. So yeah, how would I rank him? I mean, yeah, there's these are all yeah solid, solid, solid players, but it's just it's just so weird to even think of the Miami Heat taking a step back. They don't have a ton of young players. Pat Riley calling him an anchor, of course. He's 25. He's not even 26 years old. It would be really weird uh, to make a, a maneuver like that. And uh, I, the the service to the fans is an interesting point about Dame wanting to be around, as we've heard, mm-hmm. every day for the last 16 years or so. <laughs> I guess he does want to be around, um, but it feels like something's shaken uh, in the Portland area because we can get to the Miami rumors like from the other side as well about Dame going there, that the Miami Heat have locked in their sights on getting Damian Lillard than uh, the old reverse. Yeah, it definitely feels uh, like you know Chris Haynes has been on this, who is uh, the the Damian Lillard uh, connect for sure. Uh, so here we go, baby. Uh, Hollinger in his final mock draft does have Charlotte taking Brandon Miller at number two tomorrow night instead of Scoot Henderson. Uh, I think this definitely comes into play, whether or not you believe that, uh, whether you believe it's even the right call there if the Hornets do do that and take Miller instead of Scoot. But uh, we talked about it on our our mock draft draft yesterday, the idea of like a lot more teams want Scoot if they're trying to move up into one of those top three spots than they want Brandon Miller, feels like at least. Uh, yeah. So that's of note, I think, here. And I don't know, outside of Wemby, it feels like Scoot is the best shot at maybe getting a future franchise cornerstone. So Charlotte could really screw things up for Portland here if they just decide to take Scoot Henderson yeah. because I don't think the packages that they're going to be looking at would be quite the same. If it's for Brandon Miller, you got to go to... I think that's more so a piece a team looks at as an awesome fit next to an already young guy that we have, uh, something like that. So uh, if Charlotte decides, hey, we're just going with Scoot Henderson, that would be bad news, I kind of feel like, for the Blazers. They would have done all this negotiation, and maybe they would have to tear up all their plans uh, going forward. So uh, pretty funny, but that's why this is going to go up until draft night because there's nothing that the Blazers can do. Nobody's trading for that third pick until they know who goes number two. Mm, yeah, probably. It'll be really weird if after tomorrow night, you know, Blazers are just there on the on the board, have the number three pick. I guess Scoot's there. They take him. Dame's still there. They're going to re-sign Grant. It's like, what? It's like, that's going to be the path forward? Or then do we just quickly pivot into aggressive who is going to be making a move for Damian Lillard. Does Lillard even come out and say, well, okay, if that's the direction and Scoot's sort of your future, then then now it's time. It feels unlikely with what he said over, like you said, the last decade. But, yeah, is it the Miami deal? Is there a Brooklyn deal to be made? Is it another team that could try and sneak in there and get Damian Lillard? But I guess we'll wait to see what happens tomorrow night. Yeah, and it sounds like you're not buying into this uh, Wojnarowski report that Charlotte locked in on Brandon Miller here at 2 with also the caveat that they've already got a point guard in LaMelo Ball, so why would they take Scoot Henderson? I hate that idea. I mean, I hate yeah. that chatter. That's why the Blazers passed on Michael Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> they had a shooting guard. The, yes. <laughs> Big mistakes. Uh, I, Things I would... might be working out for the Blazers long term here. <laughs> yeah. I, I've... Maybe it's just a smokescreen. Maybe it's just, hey, you want Scoot? Uh, pay up. 
uh, at, at the number two spot. That's um, possible. I mean, look, if anyone's going to know, it's the guy that's always tipping the uh, the picks, you know, minutes before they're announced. Though he's not doing it this year. He said, Woja I'm not said. doing it. He's going to be a lot more focused on the broadcast and in uh, all this trade talk that he'll have to be uh, keeping up with. But I like it. Yeah, I mean, look, if uh, I guess they brought Miller and, and Scoot Henderson back into Charlotte, and by all accounts, yeah, maybe they fell more in love with Brandon Miller at number two. I'm not sure it's the right call, but it's the Hornets, so... They might do it. They might do it, yeah. And then it gets really interesting because Scoot would be there at three, and do all these teams want to move up and try and get him from Portland? We'll see. If it's The reason is that they have LaMelo Ball on the roster, so they're taking the oh, that's, best fit. Uh, yeah. that, that is wild. Yeah. Hopefully, that is not the reason. No, You're I right. <laughs> I mean, uh, Ziller, in, in his newsletter this morning, made a good point. Like, is there any comparison between uh, John Morant and R.J. Barrett? 2-3 in that draft, the year, obviously, Zion goes number one. The idea of, like... Do you just go with like the super athletic? Yeah, maybe he struggles with his shot, like Jaw did, and maybe even still does, but is a better player than your versatile sort of wing guy that can do a little bit of everything, which is maybe a comparison of an RJ Barrett to a Brandon Miller. Yeah. I think it's a fair comparison. We don't know. Maybe Brandon Miller shuts us all up and is suddenly a better be player great. right from yeah. day one. Yeah, yeah. Or we're going back to 2013, Oladipo at two, Otto Porter at three. You know, right? You know. Uh, well, let's move to our next. NBA rumor, and it, you know, might have to do with the Blazers here as well in that number three pick. Uh, Mark Stein says the Clippers are gauging Paul George's trade value, and the Blazers and the Rockets are possible destinations. TK, you get us started. You are Paul George's biggest fan. Love this guy. Um, yeah, what do you think of uh, Stein's report here? Or, you know, saying that they're at least uh, calling teams and seeing, hey, what type of deal could we get for Paul George? Yeah, feels like pre-slop to me because <laughs> the Clippers are looking at having the highest payroll in the league uh, once again, certainly going to be in the top three or four, and they don't really have a lot of avenues to changing their team in the next couple of seasons outside of trading Paul George. You can't trade Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi means more to the Clippers and is worth more to the Clippers, I think, than he would return in any sort of package because at this point, you know, you're getting 60 games tops. You're happy if you get 60 games and you're thrilled if you get 20 games in the playoffs. Just too unreliable. But if you're the Clippers, you also know I'm not getting picks back. I'm not getting a player back for Kawhi. So I'll take the chance that he is healthy and that he's a top five player because that's what we've seen every time he's on the court. Yeah. Uh, but basically... They've got Paul George and Kawhi on contract this season. Then they got a player option next season. After that, the only guys on the books are Norm Powell, Zubats, Terrence Mann, Bones Highland, and Amir Coffey. There ain't a lot around for the Clippers right now to make moves. Their 23 first-round pick goes to Houston. 24 goes to OKC. 25, a swap with OKC. 26 to OKC. So basically, they got to explore at least trading Paul George to get some sort of future asset something uh, that they can build on going forward because they're opening a new arena. So they got to stay a little bit competitive. You can't go in with a completely rebuilding team. Uh, so maybe trading Paul George while he's still an all-star level player is a smart thing for them to do, but I think it will take a big package uh, to move Paul George. Yeah. Uh, but... I don't know. I mean, if you're starting with the number three pick, you can sell that to people. Look, we got our next franchise superstar. Come to our arena. Yeah. What do you think, Tess? I think it's an avenue that the Clippers should definitely be thinking about all the way up and down their roster. Uh, And Paul George would garner the bigger package over Kawhi Leonard. But I wonder if that would mean that Kawhi Leonard is on the table as well. Kawhi probably not getting a lot in return, which is sounds a little crazy for a guy who's won multiple finals MVPs, but he hasn't finished the playoffs since 2020. So, 
Yeah, I, w- I would think that the Clippers would be really, really smart in in turning things around right now. And that's why I think we saw what happened with Bradley Beal happen because of the prospect of that CBA looming and the Clippers thinking, what, what are we doing here? I mean, we do not have uh, much of a... Yeah, we have a ceiling, but it's 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 far reaching. I mean, it's it's a dream right now. I would be calling the Miami Heat immediately and saying, "Hey, you had two first round picks on the table for Bradley Beal. Unfortunately, he didn't pick that because he likes Phoenix better for some reason. Take one of our stars, and it's probably Paul George, uh, most likely that they would pick. But they were right there in the Bradley Beal sweepstakes. I'd sweep in swoop in there right now and say before you even think about Damian Lillard, if if he is. Uh, if and when he becomes available, do this now because you may not get hmm. Damian Lillard. So jump on in. Paul George is a different player than Bradley Beal. They, in Miami, they probably want more of a, a ball-handling guard, but at the same time, you could figure it out with PG and Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. I think the Clippers would be smart to start start tearing this thing down. It's it's unfortunate, and it looks like a championship team, and Kawhi Leonard looked like a freaking superstar the first two games of the playoffs, but then he tore his meniscus. He hasn't finished a playoff since 2020. So it's difficult to really think about this team as a championship team. Yeah, well, injuries have plagued them over the last two seasons, Kawhi and Paul George, and both those guys eligible for four-year contract extensions worth more than $200 million. Like, that's right around the corner, too. Like, yeah, that's don't scary. That one. What about the Blazers? You know, okay... They're throwing out this, oh, we'd love Bam Adebayo. That'd be cool. Is this more realistic? And would you be willing to give up you know, a top three pick and young talent for Paul George to bring in alongside um, Damian Lillard and, and Grant and the rest of the squad there? Or no, is he is he too... Is he? I mean, he's not too old in comparison to Damian Lillard, but he's 33 years old and he's injured. Timeline. Yeah, together. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, I think it's tough. I think I'd probably rather have Bam just because he's a great defensive presence and also almost a decade younger uh, than Paul George. <laughs> yeah. uh, so that's probably the move to me. I, I think I'm going Bam over Paul. Um, but, I mean, I think I would still do it if I'm the Blazers. If I'm 100% committed to Damian Lillard and I'm really trading the third pick, can't get Bam, Paul George is a pretty solid return, uh, I think, and at least gives you a chance uh, going forward and gives you pretty good optics with Damian Lillard saying, hey, man, we got you a guy who finished top five MVP a while ago. But he's done it. Right. And we've seen him in the playoffs have good games. He has gone to a conference finals. I do remember it. Uh, but like I said, I think the cl- the only trade that the Blazers should make with number three would be Zion. Zion. Yeah, but I don't know if that's going to happen. Right. Any, th- any more thoughts on the Blazers, Paul George angle of it all? Yeah, I don't think it's sexy enough. I think you're falling short for the next couple of years against the, the competition in the West. And yeah, you're old. You become a little bit more injury prone. It's not a good sell for me. Okay. Uh, this was, uh, you know, a level down, no doubt, when we're talking about players, because we were talking about Bam there and Paul George. But Fisher, in that report, he said the Grizzlies are evaluating the trade market for Tyus Jones. And I think this caught a lot of people by surprise, because Tyus Jones, we've said, he's like, he's the best backup point guard in the league. Every time John Morant goes out, they slot this guy in, they don't miss a beat. They have an incredible win percentage. You know, he never turns the ball over. He's just like a steady, steady point guard. But they're possibly exploring trading him in a season that they're going into where John Morant we know is going to miss, potentially. I know there's some, uh, you know, could be some uh, arbitration here. But missing 25 games, let's say he's going to miss a chunk of the season. And they might move Tyus Jones or explore that. What do you think of this one? 
I was a little surprised by this. A little sicko slop out here. Yeah. Talking about backup point guards. A 27-year-old, never been a starter. Uh, point guard, a stacked position around the league. So mm-hmm. there's not a lot of places where you look at your starter and think, Tyus Jones, that's going to be an upgrade. He has been good stepping in for uh, John Morant. 16 points per game, 8 assists, 50-40-77 this season. 2022, when they were really good without John Morant, 12 points, 7 assists per game. 45 from the field, 40 from three. That's nice, but Monte Morris was also the best backup point guard in the NBA once upon a time. Then he became a starter, kind of a low-end starter. I think the real reason that the Grizzlies are even entertaining this is that Tyus Jones will be an expiring contract next season. That's kind of the Grizzlies' MO. They didn't want to pay Kyle Anderson when he came up. They traded DeAnthony Melton before his next contract came up. They're a team that's pretty confident in their drafting. So I wouldn't be surprised if they're looking at a backup point guard and saying, yeah, we could turn this into a first-round pick that we use to pick another backup point guard. Mm. Yeah, I'm with you. It would be weird not to have him around the first couple months while John Morant is out because you could be off to a great start with Tyus Jones as your starting point guard, as you mentioned those records there. The wing position is always what they're looking for. They've got Jaron Jackson Jr. and Steven Adams currently uh, in the front court. They're always looking for a, a shooting wing. To Dylan, help Brooks spread the floor. Dylan Brooks, <laughs> Dylan Brooks is, is gone. Dylan Brooks is gone. Yeah, and maybe because Dylan Brooks is gone, you can you can imagine this trade offer that doesn't really make a lot of sense but maybe maybe with what's happened in their locker room the fact that things have gone awry maybe they overcorrect and get a dylan brooks plus a dylan brooks uh super plus in draymond green there was a rumor this sounds a little nuts uh but adrian wojnarowski threw out the names that draymond or the teams that draymond green could be looking at and he threw the grizzlies out there which was incredibly surprising considering they have jaron jackson jr mm-hmm. and stephen adams and why would you add a non-shooter to that when you just need shooters uh but maybe they just want a locker room presence to the utmost degree and draymond to come in punch somebody <laughs> yeah get him in line <laughs> maybe he sees a grizzly out there maybe he thinks dylan brooks is still on the team and there's that punchable face right over there oh no he's not on the team maybe i don't want to go to memphis uh but come on over kick steven adams in the balls Ooh, but hey yeah. now i'm your teammate so it's cool that's like their handshake at the start of games i think <laughs> just steven winds adams up and hoops up so do i give me a kick in the nods mate <laughs> All right. No, uh, but, but Tyus... Give me a kick in the nerves, baby. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. Who knows? I don't Draymond's understand. Draymond's going to be a warrior, I do believe. Yeah, I think so, too. I, I just... Wojnarowski doesn't just throw things out there, and if the Grizzlies were interested in Draymond Green, I believe it uh, to for that reason, just to have uh, another... Yeah. Old head. Try and write things. So uh, a deal for Tyus Jones and Steven Adams going back to Golden State in a sign-in trade would work. Uh, the Golden State Warriors always would would want a big. It doesn't really make all that much sense um, as a sign-in trade, but who the heck knows? Maybe they're overcorrecting for a locker room that's you know that hasn't gone right. Wouldn't it make more sense if the move is to ultimately trade Tyus Jones to go into next season, have them start for you, put up like you said, uh, you know, eighteen and tens. Uh, as maybe the Grizzlies even surprise people still continuing to win without John Morant, and then, you know, even build his trade value up even more, where people are like, oh man, yeah, this guy maybe really, oh, he's proving he's a starting point guard. He should be ours, and maybe you get more draft capital or you know someone else in return if you are looking to move off him, because there are so many teams that would want Tyus Jones for the right price, of course. Like he really is just a steady awesome point guard in terms of a floor general he's sort of like 
he gives me like Mike Conley vibes. You know, he's that type. You know, in there as an old Grizzlies player, of course, as well. But he's uh, he's just is he is he great? No, like he's never gonna be probably not an all-star or anything like that, but that's okay if you've got a bunch of, uh, you know, talented players on the wings and at the big position. I just don't want somebody to, like, take bad shots and screw up and, like, again, run the run the show. The Raptors, if Van Vliet was gone, they would love him. You know, you, you see, like, Pistons, like, you could have him as a backup point guard. The Rockets obviously want someone to, like, sort of uh, be there steadying for us, though they're probably going to go Alman Thompson and go really, really young. I think there's so many teams that would want him, is my point here, so... Just hold on to him if you're the Grizzlies, though, and put him up big numbers and then sell him at the deadline, if that's the move. Yeah, or he comes out and is okay as a starter, you know? And then his trade deadline, it's not as enticing, but there's always some team that is going to want a point guard help uh, yeah. at that time. And do you re- do you want to pay his next contract? He's making 14 mil this season, declining. So shout out to the Grizzlies for getting a... Mm-hmm. Oh, did he maybe sign with the Timberwolves? I don't know. Uh, but he's going to make more than $14 million, uh, in the 24-25 season. Then he'll be 28. I don't know if you want to pay that. You're maybe playing Jalen Brunson money. I don't think he's necessarily on Brunson's level. No, um, no. But you can see why the Grizzlies would be interested in making a move right now. Just jumping in here, some Summer League news. Great news if you like Summer League. Victor Wembenyama will play in Summer League, he says. Hey! And uh, the Spurs play in Sacramento in their first Summer League game. The old Sacramento uh, Summer League is So is he going to just about. play there and not play in Vegas? I, okay. I don't know, but... Basketball is coming soon, July 3rd. Real basketball with NBA players. WNBA is happening, of course, but uh, you get some Summer League action quick with Victor Wambanyama, who we questioned whether or not he'd play in Summer League. Guy just wants to play, apparently. So Spears with that news. Great stuff. Back to Mark Stein uh, with the rumors here. Pacers are interested in Sacramento Kings forward Harrison Barnes. Tess, do you have any thoughts on this one? Oh, Harry Bow. Uh, yes, I, I, it would make so much sense on the Pacers side, right? Just to get that steadying force. They're, I guess they're becoming uh, Sacramento East a little bit. Halliburton <laughs> yeah. saying, come on over, mm-hmm. bud. Uh, we used to play together. Buddy healed too. Buddy, yeah, forgot about that. It makes sense, for sure. Um, so I, I guess the Kings are looking at a, a different avenue. They probably just don't want to pay him his next contract. Yeah. Uh, but it would make sense from the Pacers' side of things. And when we did our mock draft yesterday, what did we have? Taylor Hendricks. Did we have Hendricks or Jairus, Walker? Jairus Walker. Yeah, we had Walker yep. going. We, they, they're taking a forward. Yep. It feels like that. Uh, probably one of those two guys, if we're being honest, with the seventh pick tomorrow night. Um, but what about Harrison Barnes, a, a vet guy, to come in here? Why not do both? Yeah. Actually, um, basically, the Pacers would be saying, we want you to do... For us, what you did for the Kings, just be a steady veteran while we've got a young team trying to build back towards the playoffs. Harrison Barnes still hits threes, still gets to the line. He defends threes and fours, like, well enough, so he can kind of be a versatile dude. Uh, So I can see it, but also the Kings would, I think, like to have him back (laughs) as well, fitting in the same place there. Obviously, it didn't go well in the playoffs. That's your big concern with Harrison Barnes. Uh, But the Kings, their concern was making it back to the playoffs. They did. Mm -hmm. The Pacers want to make it back to the playoffs, so maybe uh, Barnes makes sense there. But it kind of comes down to, for me, we're going to get to talking about Kyle Kuzma here in a little bit, but I think the Kings and the Pacers are going to be chasing after the same kind of player. They both want a four at this point. There's four out there that kind of fit the bill. Harrison Barnes, Kuzma, P.J. Washington, who's restricted with the Hornets, but maybe you could steal him if you give him a huge deal, and Grant Williams, another guy who the Pacers have been linked to as well. Who's the best of those four? Barnes, Kuzma, P.J., and Grant. 
It's a good question. <laughs> I mean, they all do uh, some stuff, things a little yeah. differently, better than others. Uh, yeah, I was going to say the Jared Jared Weiss there with the Athletic. He did tweet this morning. There's like apparently over a half a dozen teams that are inquiring about a Grant Williams sign and trade. Sure. So I'm glad you included him there. And I'm with you that the Pacers and Kings. That's a that's a position where both those uh, teams need to fill here. That's a yeah. Grant Williams is an interesting them. one there with the Kings because with Sabonis at the five, they haven't been comfortable playing Rashawn Holmes the backup five but Grant Williams could easily fill that mm-hmm. in while playing four he's a really really versatile player so I could see the Kings you know making that play Grant Williams there but yeah they all do different things uh, all right that's the uh, slop roundup at least when it comes to the trade rumors and for right this second you know they'll continue here throughout the day and tomorrow as we get closer and closer to the actual NBA draft we'll take a break here and when we come back some free agency talks in regards to Kuzma Gary Trent Jr. and a whole lot more don't go anywhere looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Wouldn't you love to travel without the actual, you know traveling part for example i want to go to lisbon let's say i just snap my fingers i'm there no driving to the airport no flight delays no fools at security who still don't know that yes you need to take your laptop out of your bag and place it in the tray oh my god how long have we been doing this travel without traveling i want it both ways but that's not possible it is with mac weldon though Guys tend to think looking sharp means starchy Oxfords and stiff chinos rather than effortless comfort. But this is possible to have it both ways. Mack Weldon makes timeless apparel with modern performance fabrics for guys who want to look and feel sharp without sacrificing comfort. From their light-as-air underwear to innovative anti-odor tees and versatile yet comfortable pants, Mack Weldon has a full range of clothes that never go out of style. I've got it all. I got the air knit underwear. I got the Ace Collection sweatpants. I've got the Silver Peak polo. Everything fits perfectly. All I get is compliments. Mack Weldon has figured this stuff out. Because performance fabric usually means clothes that look or feel sort of techy or shiny. Mack Weldon clothes are designed to fit your style and the demands of a busy life. They look like regular clothes, which is good. I want regular clothes, but feel like the latest in modern comfort. They're the go-to choice for guys who want to look great without even trying. Get timeless looks with modern comfort from Mack Weldon. Go to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off your first order with the promo code NODUNKS. That's M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com, promo code NODUNKS. All right, back here in the Classic Factory, we've talked about the NBA trade rumors. Let's get into some free agency news. Kyle Kuzma has declined his $13 million player option. He will test unrestricted free agency potential suitors for Kuzma. You brought up a couple of them, Trey, the Pacers, the Kings. Maybe you could throw the Rockets, possibly the Spurs, the Jazz? Uh, as a possibility, but no one's surprised by this task that Kuzma was going to uh, decline that 
that player mm-hmm. option. He's going to make way more than thirteen million dollars in a in a free agent class that. You know, he's one of the sexiest names, to be honest. <laughs> he's quite a sexy name. You you can see amongst uh, the stream team here, question thrown out there for them, best forward for the Kings or the Pacers, and and people, you know, not really assigning him a team. It doesn't matter. Kuzma's got the sexy name over Harrison right. Barnes, P.J. Washington, and Grant Williams. He's willing to take those shots, that's for sure. Uh, he obviously had some big shots that he made this past year for the Washington Wizards. When you look at his percentages, they're they, low. they aren't. They don't they wow aren't, you. They're low. No, they're yeah. not. The, the, the good games wow you. The good games wow you. That's what sticks out yep. in Washington. That's what happened. Yeah, 33% from three. So, a lesser role, like when he was a champ with the Lakers, uh, as a compliment, more of a complimentary piece rather than a main piece would be ideal i think uh so if i'm the kings if i'm the pacers i i, I don't i don't like the the pacers movie he would i think take on too much of a, a role there mm. um but yeah the kings is somewhat of a fit sure trey i think he should ask the wizards for a no trade clause <laughs> see what they do. Why not? <laughs> Worked once upon a time. I don't know. It was interesting. I'm reading uh, John Hollinger's predictions. He says it's pretty easy for Kuzma to get the full mid-level exception. Makes sense to me. That's four years, $53 million, which is an average of $13.25 million per season. That's not what he wants. No <laughs> exactly. Way. He's turning down a $13 million player option. So, I don't know. I mean, I'm a Kuzma fan as well. I love the good games, and I just completely ignore the bad games because the highlights are awesome. He won a championship. He's willing to take clutch shots, which, you know, is valuable if you're the Wizards. Maybe not so much if you're a contending team. It's just hard to get him to a contender without some kind of sign-and-trade. So the Lakers have to decide Kyle Kuzma's our best chance to get to a championship because mm-hmm. they don't have a whole bunch of moves they can make. So I don't know. I, I like him on the Kings. I guess he would be fine back on the Wizards. I like him on the Pacers. I don't care if he takes a little bit more responsibility. There's a lot of responsibility to go around on the Pacers. I think he would fit in there really nice. Um, But, man, if he leaves Washington after they got nothing for Bradley Beal, after they got nothing for Rui Hachimura, (laughs) come on. That's got to be like a one-year run of the worst GMing of all time, which is why they got a new guy. Right, because we were talking at the (laughs) deadline last year of the possibility of trading some of these guys. Yeah, he thought he was coming back for a bag, yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, they got him and potentially Porzingis as sign-in trades. Well, we'll we'll see what Porzingis does with his player option. Right. Today, has. I think he has to decide yes. if I have that correct. I think Chris Middleton, I think uh, I think uh, Porzingis, or someone else, uh, maybe a little lower on the important scale uh, that has to decide. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I like Utah. What about Utah for Kuz? Played there. Exactly. Went to, went, to, went to college there. They have a lot of cap space. I think they have like $45 million. Could be as much as $66 million, depending on what some of their um, guys do with their player options, most notably Jordan Clarkson. I don't mind the fit with Lowry Markkinen, obviously Walker Kessler, Abaji. I think he slots in there with a bit of a role. I, I could see that working. I don't you know think if they have any three? Yeah, like Lowry's sort of the 3-4 type thing. Yeah, the two of them, sort of interchangeable Maybe. in a way. Yeah, I don't mind it, but um, yeah, those are some of the teams that Kuzma is linked to. Or yeah, do the Wizards just go, oh my God, we can't lose absolutely everybody. <laughs> And just pay him. Maybe. I mean, he's going to be a guy that's on the trade market. If, if the Wizards bring him back, that's just another guy that yeah. they could trade. Yeah. Uh, like they tried to at this trade deadline, maybe the deals will be better. But, like, 
everybody's saying Kuzma wants to be in a big market and play for a contender. They don't have a lot of cap space. I mean, I totally agree. He wants to be <laughs> he wants to be a star uh, somewhere. He doesn't want to sign with the Spurs for the biggest bag he can possibly get, but it's tough. Uh, so I don't know. Kuzma might be signing a longer deal that's about the same value that he just declined. Wow. It'd be a little shocking. Feels like he's... Uh... I mean, he guys still he still scored like 21 points per game this year. I know that like, the percentages are not going to wow you, but he's done that for a while now. He obviously proven score at this level. Um, and a I would think he gets more, but yeah. And the fallback option of going back to Washington for a bunch of money and potentially being on the trade market is is a decent one because they have to pay someone with the, the salary cap floor as it is. You got to pay somebody. And right now, let's say Porzingis goes somewhere else. Let's say let's say they. You know, he just opts out and goes and signs somewhere. Kyle Kuzma, with his thirteen million dollars projected deal, which he, you know he's he's opted out from, would it be the highest paid Washington Wizard player? They're paying nobody, uh, you know, besides like Porzingis, who could come back. Gafford is it. there too, right? Yeah, Monte Morris, Delon Wright would be the next two, and then uh, yeah, oh yeah, Gafford actually jumps up. Actually, Gafford yeah. would be the very would be the <laughs> second highest. So they're they're That's not weird. paying anybody because of getting rid of Beal. And so, yeah, he could just sign back and say, you got to pay somebody. Pay me and trade me later, yeah. I guess. Uh, Raptors, Gary Trent Jr. opting into an $18.6 million player option, though he will be seeking a long-term deal. This was a, a bit of a surprise mm-hmm. to, to Raptors fans' task that, that Gary here didn't take the opportunity to sign a new long-term contract on the open market when you especially consider that there's not a lot of guards in free agency here. I mean, it's like it's Kyrie, it's like Harden, it's Van Vliet. Gary Trent Jr. might be like fourth on that list, fourth or fifth. But um, he still is extension eligible here with the Raptors. So maybe they come to an agreement uh, on a longer term or more expensive deal there. But what do you think about this, about Gary here opting in to that final year? Well, I thought Gary's back. All right. <laughs> Excited for one year uh, of Gary. They can still trade him this season. They can yeah. extend him. I think it just means that Fred is gone and that Gary sees the potential for him being more of a, a lead guard, having more responsibility, and maybe getting paid even more next year. They are both clutch clients, so maybe he mm. knows uh, that, good point. that uh, Fred is gone. That's what that's what it, it signals more to me. Not, not so much that he's going to be there for a long term in Toronto, but uh, he also yeah, he could just see an opportunity. Uh, with Fred being gone. He's only 24 years old. He's young. Gary Trent Jr. <laughs> feels way older. Feels like he's just been around a lot longer. Um, Kareen wrote for The Athletic, with Trent opting in, the Raptors now have nine players under contract, making about $112 million, including $1 million guaranteed for Thaddeus Young in a buyout scenario. Add in minimum salaries and a first-round draft pick, which they have the 13th pick right now tomorrow night, and the Raptors will have in, neighbor, in the neighborhood of $42 million or so to re-sign Van Vliet you know, and or Pirtle, but $42 million is not going to cut it for the two of those guys, which goes to what you were saying, Tass, about does this mean, does this mean that they are not bringing back Fred Van Vliet? Um, yeah, Trey, your thoughts on this? Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess they could still trade Gary Trent, yep. right? Like if, uh, if somebody decides that they're really interested in him but didn't have the greatest season, so maybe he's looking at the cap space landscape out there and saying I can come back for $18 million to come off the bench. That's all right. That's pretty solid money. Maybe have a good year at moving into the starting lineup officially and sticking around and then uh, try your luck again next summer, uh, I suppose. But 
he's young enough that the Raptors could keep him as part of the rebuild and the way his contract is they could still trade him now or at the deadline if uh, there's somebody out there uh, so yeah I don't know I'm kind of like with Tass that it just more so to me means that probably Fred Van Vliet is moving on somewhere because I think the Raptors will be more enticed to keep Pirtle considering how much they traded for him last year yeah this year we said he's 24 years old Anyone named Gary is older than they are. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. From, from Leo Goman. I stole that from That's him. That's a great point. <laughs> That's a fair point. Yeah. 24 for a Gary? Is there a younger Gary in the world? I doubt it. <laughs> uh, the Raptors yep, could could <laughs> offer Gary Trent Jr. an extension with a maximum starting salary of about $26 million, which would start there in 24-25. Now, I don't think... Raptors fans would be as happy with that type of number mm-hmm. for, for Gary Trent Jr. But yeah, this, and to see, like, there are people thinking now this means that, yeah, Gary Trent Jr. and maybe even the 13th pick could be moved, you know, tomorrow. Uh, at, to either the Raptors moving up or to bring more talent back. Like, it's, everything's still in play with Gary Trent Jr. It's just whether or not you believe this means uh, buy to Fred Van Vliet or not. I mean, he's going to be looking at a $30 million uh, per year t- type of deal probably for three years you would think uh, FVV so is that with the Raps is that with another team um, because there are moves like the Raptors could try and trade Boucher and like they could like Otto Porter Jr. like they could try and open up more money here to bring the band back together um, whether that's smart or not I don't know it doesn't feel mm-hmm. like it though I think Michael Grange was saying the Raptors think they're more like the Heat they see a path to be like hey just keep everybody together. Keep building on this. Why couldn't we be Miami where we're making a deep run with this type of team? You know? I mean, They're if you think about it, he's right. The Raptors almost beat the Bulls in the play-in, and the Bulls almost <laughs> beat the Heat in the play-in. There you go. The Heat almost won the championship. Hmm. When you put it that way. <laughs> Pretty simple stuff. Bring them back, baby. <laughs> uh, all right, well, we talked about the Wizards, like, sort of blowing things up, obviously finally moving Bradley Beal. We talked to whether or not the Blazers will do the same with Damian Lillard. What other teams, though, do you think should hit the reset button, guys? Uh, who else? We've talked Wizards. Let's not talk Blazers. Like, Give me another team that should maybe think about, hey, let's start fresh. Let's press that reset button. Who you got? I think the Clippers should do it. We just talked about the heat culture. Kawhi Leonard would fit that heat culture. He likes to take some time off <laughs> and then work hard in the postseason. I know you, we think of him as, as a guy who doesn't uh, – he doesn't play a lot of games, but the Heat like to take some, some regular season games off, barely make the play-in, and then boom, boom, we're in the NBA Finals. Kawhi would love that. They just offered two first-round picks for Bradley Beal. Uh, I think the Clippers should be, if they're you know, a forethinking, if they have the forethought here to just try and say, really, it's been a, a bad few years here with this Paul George and Kawhi Leonard experiment. Two years remaining. You like Bradley Beal's contract, Miami? Well, Kawhi's is shorter. He makes basically as much as uh, he does per year, but it's it's shorter. Come on, come get him. Why the heck not? I think this is the time to strike here before the, the CBA kicks in. Even July 1st, there's, there's the punitive uh, penalty of only being able to take 110% back rather than 125%. Right. So do it now. Uh, so I, I know it's, it's it would be tough for the Clippers going into this new stadium to try and tear it down, but as we just talked about with Paul George, they just haven't been able to put it together the last few years. It, it feels like the window is very much closing, and, and maybe the Heat believe in that training staff 
to turn Kawhi Leonard or Paul George even around. Why the heck not? They have they have a belief in themselves, and it, it usually works out. So the Clippers, I think it's time. Kawhi Leonard is still waiting on surgery, I do believe, isn't he? He was out at the end of the playoffs, and I don't think he had his surgery. I think he's trying to let it, uh, the meniscus heal mm. over the summer, which mm. means he might be having surgery right before the season starts. Uh, weird stuff. We might be mm. seeing literally a Kawhi Leonard trade part two. He played nine games his last season with the Spurs. Then the Raptors swooped in, yeah. didn't trade a whole bunch for him. DeRozan, Pirtle, and the first rounder that became Keldon Johnson. Some team might say, hey, we're one piece away. Yeah. Kawhi yeah. Leonard puts us over the top easily. The Heat have been to the finals twice. They're a piece away. <laughs> it could they make are, sense. Yes. It could make sense. I think it would be a little bit further down the line when you actually see Kawhi return to the court. <laughs> but, man, that'd be very weird. Oh, my <laughs> God. <just> <laughs> Imagine he wins the finals MVP again, plays one season, bounces. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's not out of the realm of possibility. Okay, but, so yeah. Tess is the Clippers, though. I mean, and the Raptors think they're one piece away. I think so many teams think they're one piece away right now. And well, when the piece is Kawhi, a lot of teams are one piece away. Yeah, you can, yeah, the you Clippers can talk are yourself a piece into away. it. Yeah. Yeah. If they ever had Kawhi Leonard, they'd be great. Kawhi Leonard would be good on them. Yeah. yeah. Okay, what about you, Trey? What's another team that could hit the reset button? Oh, doubles! They're doing the right thing right now. They're gauging interest in Zach Levine because at their peak, the Bulls are a competitive team, but they're not contenders. But I also don't want to see the Bulls trade him just to trade him and get pennies on the dollar because that would be the Jimmy Butler trade all over. There is another path uh, for the Bulls. But right now, like you look at the players who are potentially available, definitely has a lesser reputation than Bradley Beal did. You got... Damian Lillard ahead of him in the pecking order. Zion still ahead of him in the pecking order. Paul George. And then you're getting into, like, Pascal Siakam, OG Ananopi. Maybe Zach Levine is on that level, but it feels like teams are choosing so many guys before they finally get to Zach Levine. At that point, then, the Bulls would also have to trade DeMar DeRozan and probably not come to an agreement with Nick Vucevic. I don't think you can include Patrick Williams in any sort of trade uh, for Zach Levine. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Bulls decide just to wave and stretch. Lonzo Ball... Small deals for Vooch and Kobe White. Figure out something with Io to bring him back and then get cheap vets like Utah Watanabe. Mm-hmm. Max Struess. Not the most exciting names, but players who can shoot threes, run it back and try things at the trade deadline again when maybe Zach Levine has shown that, yeah, I'm over my knee surgeries. Right. I'm not. Uh, you're getting a really solid player here and they could try the same thing at the trade deadline. Feels like Levine is going to be in trade de- uh, in trade talks until he's gone uh, yeah. from the Bulls or until he moves on to another contract. Yeah, I think he could fit the the Beal desire out there as soon as a couple of these other guys either stick with their teams like Dame or, or whoever. Why the heck not? The Miami Heat have to be wondering uh, Zach Levine You have is everybody available. going to the Miami Heat, but I guess this is what they do. They're like, they're ready. All right. They've got pieces. Star player, yeah. star player, star player. Let's get another yeah. one. Yeah. It would make sense uh, for the Bulls, I think. How about the Knicks? They were a team that was allegedly interested um, as well, and who knows? I mean, who knows who the Knicks are going after? They didn't want to pull the trigger for Donovan Mitchell right. uh, last season. Uh, I'm sure they'd like to be in on the Damian Lillard sweepstakes, but we haven't really heard any talk about that. Levine fits nice next yeah. to Jalen Brunson, that's for sure. Yeah, Barrett as the main part coming back. I can, can oh. talk yourself into that. I mean, you have to give up something, I think, for Zach Levine at this point. Mm-hmm. So they say they want a young player, cap relief, and a bunch of picks. <laughs> so just like everybody, everybody wants. <laughs> Here's the problem, though: like five teams have all the picks. Exactly. The Jazz have a ton of picks. Thunder, Pelicans, Rockets. Spurs are acquiring quite a few picks at this point. It's like, okay, 
we got to talk to those teams to deal any sort of picks. Uh, it sort of feels like because all of the contenders have dealt their picks to those teams. Yeah, it's so tough. Yeah, and the Knicks are still holding on to their. They have a couple, yep. anyways. So they're the team that seems most likely to trade a bunch of picks because they've got spares and they're on the upswing. Yeah, they want to be good. Uh, I know you're talking about sort of future picks when it comes to some of those teams, but I saw this tweet from Bobby Marks. Uh, I think last night or this morning for this draft tomorrow night. 10 teams occupy 34 out of the 58 picks in Thursday's draft. 10 teams <laughs> have 34 out of the 58. I know what you're saying. You're like, why aren't there 60 picks? Well, a couple teams, uh, they got dinged. They got them taken away from them. Mm. Bulls, one of them. Bulls got dinged. Who was the other team? I forget. Knicks, probably. For the uh, Brunson. Jalen Brunson? Yeah, yeah, maybe. Anyway, 10 teams with 34 of the 58 <laughs> picks tomorrow night. <laughs> Holy crap. We better have some trades. Honestly, we better have some what? trades when, like, uh, some teams are have, like, four picks in the top 45 or something like that. I think the Hornets are one that has a ton of picks. The the uh, Pacers the Pacers have yeah, four the in the Pacers. top 32. There you go. Yeah. Uh, they could be a package. They have a somewhere. ton. The Hornets do have a lot of picks as well, some of them a little bit later. But, Yeah. Wild, wild. Uh, I'll pick a team that should maybe uh, hit the reset button. Not a full rebuild, but I think the Wolves need to get aggressive here moving Carl Anthony Towns. I I do believe that. I understand he was injured last year. He only played like 29 games. I'm just not convinced with what we saw with him with Rudy in those 500 minutes or so where they were brutal offensively will get all that much better. They've made a decision, the right decision in Minnesota to sort of hand the keys to Anthony Edwards. Can Cat like change his game? He did change the game. <laughs> okay, it's true. <laughs> but can he change his game to fit better with Ant as the lead dog and obviously Rudy alongside him? I don't think so. I don't. I from the personality standpoint, the lack of self-awareness, he's very mechanical. He's sort of just slow moving when it comes to his decision making, which I don't love. Um and that contract is about to get insane too. 36 million dollars next year, that's fine. Then it balloons to 49 million, then 53, then 57. Carl Anthony, Carl Anthony Towns has a player option in the final year for 61 million dollars. So I think as we've seen time and time again with some of these squads with talented all-NBA players, don't wait so long because you're going to back yourself into a corner and you're going to get nothing in return. And I think they should just make the decision now. I think you get a lot for them. Um, and then you st- and you have a good team. Like you, I like Ant and Rudy as like you're sort of like the cornerstones to a good squad there and then obviously filling out the rest of the roster. So again, this is not like a blow it up, get rid of everybody, but... They, I think they should really look to move Carl Anthony Towns. They also have no draft capital whatsoever. Yes. Minnesota sending Utah unprotected first-round picks in 23, 25, and 27. The Wolves will also send a 29, top five protected first to that Utah Jazz team. The Jazz can swap picks with them in 26. They have nothing. They have, they have five, I believe, second-round picks. <laughs> That's what they have to you know sort of play with. So it's going to have to be a move like Carl Anthony Towns. It to to either get draft capital or you know young promising players to sort of build around Anthony Edwards. So that would be my team. Whether or not they'll do it, who knows? I don't think they'll do it right away. Probably not. Uh, they'll probably be like Zach Levine and the Bulls yeah. here. Like they'll go into next season. He'll be healthy, so you will see if you can make exactly. it work. Yeah, I, I'm skeptical. And look, you see but, the way they built their play-in champion team. The way they came <laughs> right. together in yeah. just four months. Good point. The chemistry. You give them a whole summer together. Come on. 
And things could change. But honestly, I do think that they should run it back. Tim Connolly has kind of said the same. We're going to try and run it back. Because Towns is still young, man. Like, he's going to be 28 at the end of next season. Probably doesn't work with Gobert, but you could trade Towns at any time on this contract, and he's still going to be valuable. Like, I wouldn't actually mind paying Carl Anthony Towns 28, 29, 30, 30. He'll make $58 million the last year of his contract. <laughs> That's a ton of money. He'll only be 31 years old. Yeah, yeah. Towns should still be in his prime. So if you're a team trading for Towns, you're like, I can fix him. I can make him better. I can put the right team around him. I would take a chance on him. Bobby Marks noted, though, in his offseason guide that once that, you know, the rookie max extension for Anthony Edwards, you know, kicks in and, and you go, you know, balls to the walls with him. The Wolves will be the only team in 2024-25 with three players on a max deal. And we're talking about Ant, Cat, and Rudy as like the three max players. That's a that's an issue. Unless yes. they unless they wow everyone here at the start of next season. But it kind of emulates what Tim Connolly did with the Denver Nuggets in Jokic Murray and Michael Porter Jr. Built from within, stuck with it. I know it's obviously a championship team yeah. and a non-championship Carl team. Carl Anthony Towns nor Rudy Gobert is going to be the Jokic in this equation is the problem. No, no. <laughs> but to stick with it, 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 I would say that's what's going to happen. They stuck with it for years and years and years. And that's probably what's going to happen. And they are in these uh, these workouts here for, the, for their, the young players that they've brought in. They're all there, apparently. Not all of them, but Rudy Gobert didn't go to France. He's there working out, according to our oh. John Krasinski. Usually he's gone. Hmm. He's he's in France, so it seems like they've got good chemistry. What's an, an interesting piece by John Krasinski here? An interesting part is that Nas Reed is there. He's becoming he's going to be a free agent. Yeah. Uh, so, do they want to make Nas Reed work back with them with Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns? That was uh, surprising to me that he'd be there. And isn't this tampering? I mean, this feels like tampering. Where they're all together hanging out. What players can't know. tamper? Yeah, players can't tamper, but they're all there with like taking in all of the workouts for the college players. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It just, just feels like it's tampering. <laughs> um, right, well, Seems just, a little tampering. There's, there's chatter. <laughs> really, I just wanted to come back to that to uh, to confirm that it's actually the Bulls who don't have a draft pick this year for yeah. tampering. Oh, is that what we yeah, said? We said? Plus the 76ers. Oh, 76ers. 76ers. It wasn't James the next. Harden, right? No, it was P.J. Tucker. They tampered, uh. <laughs> they tampered for P.J. Tucker. Tamper? Good uh, correction. Yeah. Knicks forfeited their pick for the Jalen Brunson, but that's a couple years. From oh, okay. there you nice. go. There you go. Nice, okay, nice, so nice. there will only be 58 picks tomorrow night. Yeah, I think the Wolves are going to lose a pick for tampering, too. You can't, you can't no, have a camp no, in no. June. Yeah, what, what do you The guys can get together? Absolutely. They're there scouting chatting saying hey, yeah. hey you come to minnesota i'll give you culvers for a week first day you come i mean there's there's, there's a, is there culvers in minnesota i'm not sure doubt. there is Probably. it's a midwestern delicacy <laughs> <Yeah>. i figured <laughs> so all right i'll shovel your snow years. for a week uh well that's a fun question for everybody joining us live or listening later uh which team do you think should uh you know blow it up press the reset button lean into a hard rebuild however you want to put it which squad should consider doing it? Maybe the Raptors. Maybe the Raptors are one of those teams. Sort of got tired about talking about them, but sure. <laughs> they, they, they've been in me. the mix a lot since yes. February, man. Yes, they have. It's NBA playoffs time, and that means NBA snack time. I can't stop eating while I'm watching. So many options in my house that I got to cut out a bit. I got to switch it up, but I know I'm not giving up. Sunflower seeds? Sure. But maybe something that's not a food for that oral fixation, perhaps? Good thought. Here's a breath of fresh air. Fume. 
Fume takes your habit and simply makes it better, healthier, and more enjoyable. Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, Fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Its taste is surprising. All natural stuff. It's fun to fidget with, and it's a good weight. The wood feels good, and it feels cool to use. Start the good habit by going to tryfume.com slash dunks and getting the journey pack today. Fume is giving listeners to the show 10% off when they use our code dunks to help make starting the good habit that much easier. Victorinox, the makers of the original Swiss Army Knife, have been a reliable companion for life's everyday challenges, mastering functionality, innovation, iconic design, and uncompromising quality with its products. The Victorinox Swiss Army Knife provides you with all the things you don't think about until you need it. Tweezers, a screwdriver, and even a corkscrew. With the Victorinox Swiss Army Knife, you can be prepared to master everyday life. You can find Victorinox Swiss Army Knives at Dick's Sporting Goods. All right, let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Tweet. Uh, baseball talk. Talking baseball. <laughs> let's do this. All right. Let's call Joe McMillan again real quick. <laughs> think he's still awake? Nah. No. No? You think no. he went to bed right after recording? Yeah. It's it, late in Taiwan. He's right? an amazing <laughs> individual. 11, 11 p.m.? I know us. I think, I think we, I can speak for all of us after we record, after even we do a playback. You know, there's a buzz. There's a sure. buzz, there's a buzz yeah. in the veins. Adrenaline. Yeah, yeah. You need to, you need to somehow decompress. Joel McMillan just goes straight to bed. <laughs> <laughs> he pulls it off. I don't know how he does it. He's like, uh, yeah, I asked him something. I'm like, can we do this? He's like, I'm going to go to bed. Uh, we'll do it tomorrow. Yeah. Can I have my favorite snack? Peppers and hummus. Right? Yeah, he's gonna, he's gonna. Well, he popped a gummy already for sure, and then he puts on some cans. He sleeps with headphones on oh, yeah. and like listens to like a Swedish woman talk to him. What? <laughs> TMI? You may have no, not I wanted mean, me to share that with the world. Perfect amount of information. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that's what he does. Did he start yeah, he, her? So he's one of these people that can't sleep with silence. Like he can't. Respect to that. You know, like yeah. a lot of people like want the, the fan or like that white noise. Um, but he was like always for sure like a television on yeah, type of person, sure. which there are people like that. But. Uh, with a, a significant Swedish other, woman. you Who can't is this have. Swedish I just woman? he's told me before. It's like it's like ASMR. I think I, I, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Like, well, it could be true because we were talking about the best ballpark nuts, and he said the dropping of pistachio shells into a cup is great ASMR. See? He loves this. <laughs> <laughs> it does probably. He's sound not good. wrong. It is a yeah. good sound. They're surprisingly hearty. Yeah, pistachio. How do you feel about? I don't want to spoil the no bunts, but like, Uh, like what was the best nut? Like a bad sunflower seed, you spoiled it. Uh, No, you know, you know, you get a random bad sunflower seed in your bag. Well, did you go with sunflower seeds? Well, it's uh, the segment's called "You're Out." You have to eliminate one. Okay, so it's like you're picking, sort of picking two. Peanuts, pistachios, or sunflower seeds? Which one would you eliminate? Ooh, that's at the ballpark. ballpark. At the ballpark, specifically, yeah. They're all my. I got rid of the fancy pistachio. Yeah, I think you're, I think I you're right, well. and I love that's my favorite of the three, though. That's but out at the ballpark, yeah, oddly interesting. Yeah, <laughs> it, at a stadium, I'm eliminating pistachios, but away from a stadium, I'm eliminating peanuts. Yes, yes, sunflower seeds. 
<laughs> sticking around so versatile <laughs> i just love making a mess at a baseball stadium so like yeah just sunflower seeds or peanuts too you can make a real mess oh, with yeah, peanuts so unshelling them yeah pistachio shells are messy too but not i near, get what you're yeah, saying not nearly as much as a peanut because yeah. it's got that <laughs> so fibrous <laughs> it's a nice opportunity just to just to be a pig Totally, totally. I love like yeah. Just make. I want a pile of crap underneath me at the end of a baseball game. That's always slop season in the MLB. (laughs) (laughs) These people are just covered in nutshells. Uh, Like I said, baseball stuff. Yeah. The night Victor Wembanyama. He's in the United States. Went to New York last night. Took in a Yankees game throughout the first. Oh my. God. But the best part of it was the picture of him holding a baseball. Oh my God! Look at this. Only in his fingers. Doesn't even need the palm to grasp the entire thing. It looks like like a golf ball. Yeah, it looks right? crazy. Like how bad. we would maybe hold it. No, I don't know. Maybe even smaller. They got to get him to do, um, I think it was Jaleel Okafor, right? That like held 14 tennis balls or something like that oh, around yeah. draft time. He could go 15. Maybe he <laughs> could go 20. <laughs> Jesus Murphy. Wow. Uh, so as you can imagine, the first pitch didn't go so well for Victor. Hard <laughs> right. to control a tiny ball like that with foot and a half long fingers. <laughs> but we've all seen a bad first pitch before. Yeah. Not yeah. totally unusual, but Wemby's other throw last night was different. Uh, at one point, Wembenyama turns to the crowd and just chucks a baseball into the stands. That's a hard ball. Yeah, people are not right. People are freaked out. Yeah, so <laughs> booty. So that's what the manager was reacting to, right? Oh, like, yeah. like, like holy crap! Like you're not supposed to throw it that hard into the crowd. <laughs> yeah. People are dodging away from it. <laughs> Very funny. He yeah. just guns it up there. There's no, a, lit- a bat just chucks it in the stands. <laughs> but like, maybe he's never. I don't no, like yeah. maybe he doesn't know. Like maybe he's never watched a baseball game for crying out loud. I don't know. Like, yeah, like I mean, you see outfielders like at the end of an inning or like they're doing their little warm ups, toss it to a kid, no problem, right? Like, yeah, looks like a thing to do. So funny. Imagine he had like whipped <laughs> it like too low yeah. and just hit like the person in the yeah. first or second row. Yeah, popped him in the head. He aimed for the guy with the Yankees jersey who looked like he was ready for the ball, and he's lucky because there's a there's a, a person to his right. Or that's like a woman with yeah. a sweater draped over her shoulders, thinking this is pregame. I'm here. I'm here to. Who to wants take, it? Like, like this isn't yeah, during live know. action. What if you threw it to that kid in the first row? Yeah, nailed him. People <laughs> are clip. freaked out. That is so good. What'd you think of his pitch? The actual pitch that went a little uh, yeah. wide, a wide uh, left, wide left. Yeah. 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 Just a bit outside. Yeah, the second one, that was probably his second attempt at throwing a ball. Much better. Yeah. Yeah, he just needed to get one under his belt. Uh, <laughs> but it, it is strange seeing uh, anybody with extremely long figures. That's exactly what they always say. Oh, you just can't throw a pitch. You just can't throw a ball when you've, you literally, your fingers are touching on the other side of the ball. You think he could have thrown a basketball for a strike? I think that's what he <laughs> thought he was throwing into the stands. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm at a basketball game. Here you go. You know? <laughs> But he threw a rock into the stands. <laughs> I think he was just testing his arm. He's like, oh, I want to see what I got in this thing. This. Yeah. Uh, he also, I saw, like, pregame, I guess, um, he he picked up a bat, and he was taking some cuts with it. I didn't see a pitch oh. for him, but I saw him pick up a bat. The thing looked like a like a wiffle ball bat. <laughs> An MLB pro baseball bat. It looked like a toothpick. Him cutting it. <laughs> looks so funny. Uh, and the other Wembenyama news um, that I think – just went up maybe last night or this morning. He was on JJ Reddick's podcast. Did you see this or hear this? People were tweeting at us. I haven't listened to it yet, but I think Wemanyama tells JJ Reddick that he kicked out a wedgie. 
So a wedgie was stuck, and he kicked it out. Ash, did you hear Just this? A, a long, he, Ash, a long yeah. leg kick. I, what? I listened to it this morning. Did he say this? He did, and it was a, a fascinating explanation. JJ Reddick couldn't believe it. He was like, "Did you, did you flip?" And Wimby was <laughs> right, like, yeah. "What do you mean? No." And he's like, "I just kicked it, like just kicked the wedgie out, and he landed." So he just jumped in the air and then just kicked his leg up and popped it. Holy crap. Kicked it out. And he said he was 14 years old. This is when he was 14. (laughs) Come on. Yeah. Come on. He was saying that. He was like, I wish I had it on camera. That was a question. He's like, I wish I had this on camera, but we didn't have it on camera. Oh, even he recognizes how cool it was. He's like, that was pretty cool. I did that. Wow. Wow. We got to see it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) He's got to do it in a game. He's got to do it in a game. That would be so awesome. He'd be a legend. (laughs) Amazing. But do you doubt that he could do it? I think he could. Oh, no. No. He looks flexible. Yeah. Yeah. He's got some hops. No. Yeah, he could do it. (laughs) Guys keep telling me he keeps growing. He gets longer and longer. Seven, three, seven, four, seven, five. What is he now? Uh, That's great. Him holding anything is going to be fun here. I know we've done this before with Kawhi, and yeah. obviously, like you said, Jaleel Okafor, huge mitts, but uh, I don't care. Do it. You know, any any photo of Yao was always amazing. You're definitely getting Yao vibes. Who cares? I love it. Every like, t- JJ Redick is six foot four. <laughs> yeah. Tiny. Yeah. He looks tiny next to Victor. Yeah. Was there a photo of um, Weminyama with Aaron Judge? Didn't see it if there was, but like that's a giant dude. You want to always see him like even with like big, big, big guys, and you're like, whoa, that's what he looks like compared to a huge dude. (laughs) I just saw the picture with a baseball bat. It looks ridiculous, man. Incredible. Incredible. There'll be lots more of this, I'm sure. It looks like he's choking up on the barrel, but he's just holding it. Yeah, (laughs) they should have a meet and greet where you can bring any object. (laughs) Oh yeah. You pay more, the bigger the object is. Oh, wow. It's like a baseball bat, 30 bucks. Okay. Uh, a flat screen TV, $50. Okay, before the draft lot, uh, draft tomorrow night, Wembenyama uh, sets up a stand. You can pay $50 to come bring an item for him to hold. What would you bring? What would you um, love to see Wembenyama hold? <laughs> a surfboard. Like, like a full man's surfboard like hold it up next to you he's bigger than the board that's a great answer man that's, I like that answer <laughs> what about you oh man um, yeah I like that see you go big which makes sense but what about him holding a yo-yo oh yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. like I want to see how it, like him trying to yo-yo that's would be great, fun yeah. with those long ass fingers or one of those um like smaller sized cans of pop that's like <laughs> looks small anyways oh, like Tic Tac I took a photo when I was in Italy with a small yeah. uh, Coke bottle that looks funny for like a normal a size person yeah oh yeah I mean, nuts <laughs> for him yeah alright well that's a, another fun question for everybody out there what would you like to see Waminyama hold uh, get to photoshopping everybody uh, let's call it there good old slot podcast here with all these NBA trade rumors some of the free agency news and uh, ending there with Victor we will have a very likely a podcast tomorrow morning because I'm sure there'll be a lot more trade rumors to sink our teeth into we'll get you ready for the NBA draft lottery we will be on playback tomorrow night I believe it's an 8pm eastern start for the draft lottery so or for the draft excuse me so we'll we'll do either just the lottery picks or maybe the first round it can take a while, can it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it can. That's longer than a basketball game. <laughs> so, yeah, but, you know, we're just chopping it up. Having First three picks are going to be exciting, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and and look, exciting. I mean, there might be huge trades tomorrow night. Maybe. Which would absolutely. be fun to react to in real time. So, anyway. A little buzz around five, I would say. Uh, yeah. Pistons possible trade. Like we mentioned, the Pacers have a ton of picks. 
yep. things should be happening. Yep, should be fun. So yeah, that's tomorrow night, but we'll be here very likely tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Eastern. Hit that like button. Make sure you subscribe. All you podcast listeners, we love you too. Leave your boys a five-star rating and review. Until then, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, you use the term sink your teeth into. What about Victor Wembanyama holding a foot-long hot dog? <laughs> it would just be a look like a regular hot dog, I imagine. Yeah. Shout I would out. like to see him like put his finger next to a foot-long hot dog. <laughs> oh, that's a good call. Shout out to the stream team for that one. That's, that's good. I would good. love to see that. Good stuff, guys. Uh, embrace the day, people. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.